Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And tonight we've got another amazing episode for you. Um, We had talked back and forth, Eric and I, and uh, this is after Halloween, but uh, Eric had sent me a uh, link about the Doolahan. And so it kind of links to the headless horseman legend and there there i decided to start looking up other stuff for this but um i i guess really quick eric when you were looking at this like how did you come across it first off um i don't even remember honestly because i mean this is weeks ago now that i've that i sent this to you initially uh this idea and i think it might have been something on youtube that i came across actually no uh, you sent me a, a screenshot of the um appalachian ah group yeah, on facebook that's what it was yeah the the appalachian cryptids group that i'm in uh somebody had posted a picture uh, of the Doolahan, and i don't know i don't remember what they said about it but i just thought it was interesting because i haven't heard of the Doolahan myself mm-hmm. uh but i obviously knew the image and the head this horseman uh, now the Doolahan is, you know, it's it's Celtic mythology. This is old Irish mythology, and it's technically uh, the original headless horseman. All the other headless horseman stories or folk tales that you know of around the world are really based off of this one single legend. Uh, so you know, I, I thought that was really interesting and something that I think was definitely a topic we should be covering. So when you. I've looked up a bunch of different stuff. Uh, some of it links the Doolahan to uh, fairy folklore. Some of it does doesn't. What were some of your findings on it? Uh, well, one of the most common is that the Doolahan is more so an embodiment, or believed to be an embodiment of the Celtic god. Uh, some call it. I think it's Krom Dub or Dub. Uh, which is actually not entirely true or specific uh, because there really isn't a, a god by the name of Crom Dub. Uh, but what Crom Dub is, is basically another figure that's based on the Celtic god Crom Crouch, I believe is what it is, or Croc. Uh, now, Crom Kruak, uh, who. He, <laughs> He's basically in mythology and folklore uh, is a 
God of fertility. And in the description of his image, uh, he, he's seen as being surrounded by gold figures, by 12 stones or bronze figures, uh, and has been interpreted as representing either the sun surrounded by the signs of the zodiac uh, or other solar deity. Now, during the time that the that this god was worshipped, uh, there were regularly sacrifices to him, uh, and these sacrifices, human sacrifices, by the way, so these aren't animal sacrifices, actual human sacrifices uh, that were pretty much eradicated by St. Patrick once Christianity uh, found its way into Ireland. Uh, but before that, uh, there were regularly human sacrifices to this god in hopes of basically making sure fertility remained possible, you know, th throughout, throughout the land. So this is where it's kind of based off of, uh, and then it just kind of took its own form as the Duhan. So I, I couldn't find anything where it's how it's connected to fairy folklore. Um, did you find anything like specific because I, I I saw some things where the Dullahan is a a fairy creature. Um, they're they're small. They usually or, or smaller, uh, but they they ride a horse. Um, they're headless. Um, but did you find anything from fairy folklore on it at all? No, I actually didn't find anything about fairy folklore. So you bringing it up is new to me uh, okay everything that i came across is just you know the old celtic legends based on the gods uh aside from that it was just the mythology behind the duohan itself and what it does supposedly uh the night that it's out looking for its victims okay so i had found a an article that's specifically talking about the god or, or the what god it's related to but then i found a couple of articles other articles uh this one is 10 headless ghosts and monsters um from listverse.com and it does go into the fairy a part a little bit but not as in depth as i'd want to see uh, but it says the dual hand of irish legend is a type of fairy but it's a long way from the pretty little winged creatures we imagine today a headless horseman who travels the land carrying his grinning head in one hand and a whip made from a human spine in the other. The Dullahan is an omen of death. If he sits, if he stops in his travels, it is a sign that someone will shuffle off their, this mortal coil. In some versions of the tale, the Dullahan's horse is also headless, and he is said to drive a coach containing a coffin, skulls, and lit candles. And then it goes into, um, as well as being an omen of death, the Dullahan presents a direct physical threat as anyone who sees him risks having their eyes lashed out by the creature's whip or a basin of blood tipped over them. However, he is terrified of gold and will disappear if you throw even a single coin at his feet, which is kind of odd for the fairy folk. Uh, no one knows for sure where the legend of the Dullahan comes from, but it's suspected he's twisted from of the ancient Celtic god Chrome Dub, like you had mentioned, um, which you had said you couldn't find anything that said Chrome Dub was a god. But what was the other one? Chrome what? 
uh, I think it's Kreuch or Crouch. Okay. Uh, C-R-U-A-C-H. Um, but they're saying the name Chrome Doob translation is Dark Crooked One. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, so you know, in, in early legends of this character, uh, he was without a head, and people thought that maybe he could have been a soldier uh, who was beheaded in battle, much like the America's uh, Sleepy Hollow legend, mm-hmm. uh, Civil War soldier who lost his head, who then goes around killing right on All Hallows Eve night. So that was an original one of the original ideas behind the story, but then there are other stories that claimed he had already had his head and ran around with it, holding it. And then, as you said, uses this axe axe with like a, uh, a spinal whip, if you will, to lash out people's eyes and to kill them. Uh, now, one thing that I did want to mention, uh, because you, you had, what was the part that you said about coins? That uh, he fears gold. So if you throw a gold coin at him, uh, even a single gold coin at his feet, he'll disappear. Right. So, you know, that sounds weird at first. Uh, and, and so I actually decided to to kind of dive in deeper in this whole mythology regarding the protection right period of ancient Ireland. Uh, gold would have been one of the more prominent uh, items that people had either mm-hmm. for, to sell or to wear. Gold was very, pre- I mean, obviously gold is still precious, but it was extremely precious back then. Uh, it was used uh, as idols. Uh, in fact, as I said, with uh, the god uh, Crouch, uh, he was surrounded by gold or bronze uh, stones or items uh, that represented maybe the zodiac or something. But I ended up jumping into this place called longfinance.net, <clears throat> which is an odd name considering. Uh, so you know how some of these websites are like they're weird it's like what's longfinance.net uh i opened the link because i saw i saw something that was interesting i thought was going to help uh help me understand this idea behind gold and of course it mm-hmm. opened the link to this thing called i think it's yen zen or zen yen uh and there's this whole article uh basically called the myths and folklore of gold ancient and modern one thing that gold that's very prominent about gold is the fact that it was believed to represent the sun. Uh, that that's important in this particular story because the Dillahan only comes out after sunset and is believed to despise or disappear uh, when the sun, the sun's rays touch him or it rises. So mm-hmm. there's a strong belief in this case that throwing gold at his feet because it represents the sun, he would mistake the gold as some sort of sunlight, which would then deter him uh, and have him turn the opposite direction and flee, uh, which would kind of go more into this whole story and align with the current belief of the time uh, regarding the he- this headless horseman. And it's the same thing with Sleepy Hollow, because in Sleepy Hollow legend, he too only comes out after sunset and disappears again before sunrise. So think as I was thinking about all of this as we were as I was re- researching for today and um the 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 first thing that came to my mind was like the legend of Sleepy Hollow um 
and how that was possibly a legend that was brought to the Americas during the time that Sleepy Hollow was written. Um, because we we did have a lot of Irish immigrants at the time that was written. So um, I was interested, but I, I did, of course, didn't do the research on Sleepy Hollow part. But um, it, it did fascinate me that 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 is a good possibility why the headless horseman in this particular case the Doolahan, came to the americas rather than just staying in ireland sure i mean and don't get me wrong there's multiple versions of the story throughout the world uh the legend mm-hmm. of sleepy hollow is probably one of the most famous um right aside from Doolahan. Uh, but also we see Headless Horseman in German stories, uh, especially tales of the Brothers Grimm. Uh, and of course, there's <clears throat> uh, stories of the Headless Horseman in, ger- in German stories uh, in which he blows a horn to warn huntsmen not to ride out during that day because death would befall them. So, you know, we see throughout the history of these stories that there's a representation of him being a, a bad omen and he's going to kill someone or hurt someone and then he's also kind of a protector where he's warning people not to go out and be cautious because there's something bad could happen uh so it just really depends again on really just just what you know where, where you're coming from what what country it, it's a the story's originating mm-hmm. i mean in modern times Dullahan is actually less popularized by the original irish folklore and more so as being an evil character in computer games fantasy novels things like that you know that that's he's more of a pop culture thing today than anything else you know when i think of the headless horseman of course i do think of the legend of sleepy hollow but i specifically think of the disney version that old cartoon of the black horse with the rider uh holding a flaming pumpkin you know uh in his hand that's pop culture (laughs) they they, Mm. you you take these fantastical folkloric stories and, and make something i guess in a way kind of fun out of them or entertaining and i think a lot of people don't realize just how deep the roots go uh when it comes to the stories of the past you know these, these folkloric what, what people would believe to be myths or just tales you know that are spun because somebody's bored you know right so the other part of this i think we've kind of done uh an episode about some of these creatures but i, I was thinking you know if if irish folklore has a headless creature you know what other cultures um had one and so I, I found this article, uh, the Ten Hellas Ghosts and Monsters. Um, and I, I'm almost positive we've talked about this. The the Nakubi, um, all otherwise uh, known as the Prowling Head, which is a vampire-like creature from Japanese folklore. Uh, during the day, the Nakubi is largely indistinguishable indistinguishable from any other person. But at night, however, its head detaches from the neck and flies away. The flying head of the Nakubi preys on mortal flesh. Once it has found its victim, it emits a paralyzing scream before going in for the kill. Um, apparently, there's 
several people throughout legend that have lost their head and have come back um t- to haunt where where they died uh archbishop william loud is one of those people um this article like i said does go into the Dullahan. um there's a people known as the Awapanamo uh from african uh history and folklore uh they're also called the headless blemies but the interesting thing is, is it has a very bigfoot like feel to it and if you think about about bigfoot if you look at the creature that we know of as bigfoot it almost looks like he has no head and his face and stuff is in like a, a chest, not necessarily in on a neck, just from certain pictures that you've seen. Now, not all of the Bigfoot that you see have that particular trait, but this one in particular uh, had, had that legend where the face was in the chest. Uh, they were eight feet tall and eight feet wide. Um, and Sir Walter Raleigh has talked about them and also Sir John Mandeville. So there's those from African and Greek folklore. Uh, this one is kind of hard to, to think about because it's supposedly a ghost of a woman. It's called the Mula Sim Kabeka. But this the um, representation resembles a headless mule with fire spuming from its neck. Uh, the story goes that the beautiful wife of a farmer became the phantom headless mule doomed to dash across the roads after midnight and then trample anyone who gets in its way using a pin of draw blood from the mule will turn it back into a woman, but only while the benefactor lives. The headless mule is a stranger specter, a strange specter, and no mistake, although many will assume that a headless ghost is the spirit of someone who was beheaded in life. In this case, the hideous transformation was a punishment for the woman's sins. Um... There is the legend of uh, Chinamasta, a goddess who decapitated themselves. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Um, did you come across anything else? One in particular that I, that I think is really fascinating is a story that comes from India. <clears throat> now, this comes from Woodland Horse Center blog. Uh, wordpress.com uh in in this story the legend is central to i think it's forgive me for mispronunciations folks by the way i mean i know we say that a lot on this channel <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's a thing uh but this comes this legend comes from uh essential to rajasthan or rajasthan india's biggest which is india's biggest state and the spirit itself is called the uh the jahinjar 
Now, most stories say it was a prince that lost his head defending a village or uh, fighting highwaymen, while others actually say it was a cavalry rider defending his prince. Either way, uh, according to this article, the Jinnajars are the result of a wrongful death, and these spirits actually protect innocent people and are rumored to fight mounted or unmounted. Uh, they may actually even be repelled with powdered indigo dye, which supposedly disrupts their chaotic energy and allows them to find peace. Uh, so that one is really interesting because, you know, I, what I like about this story is we're seeing uh, a protector spirit uh, who rides out to, to protect the innocent, but we're also seeing the folklore behind how to get rid of it. And of course, as folklore normally does, it uses uh, various items that just don't really seem like they would do much of anything. Uh, but in this case, powdered indigo dye, which disrupts chaotic energy. I mean, that's interesting, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely not something I've come across. Obviously, we've talked about sage and frankincense and uh, Palo Santo, stuff like that, uh, that disrupt negative energies. Uh, but we haven't really talked about chaotic energies. That yeah, uh, and I don't know. Have we ever really come across anything else where it mentions chaotic energy? Not, I mean, not not for the show. I mean, I've come across chaotic energy uh, multiple times, and I'm sure chaotic energy can actually be manifested as like uh, you know chaotic magic, for example, or a chaotic element. You know, things that there there are chaotic forces. Uh, that some will use or people can use um, to, I hate to say to, to, to create a spell or something like that, but, you know, the, to put out an energy force to try to manifest something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but chaotic energies also do exist in the spiritual realm, and we've probably come across them on a regular basis. We just don't clarify them as being chaotic energies. And a chaotic energy, in my opinion, now this isn't you know, dived into research or anything, but this is just mm -hmm. my opinion of what chaotic energy probably is when it comes to this, a spiritual energy. And that is a force uh, or creates a force much like that of a poltergeist, something that isn't very specific, isn't repetitive, uh, but it just kind of like does its thing very chaotically and at random. Uh, it may be intellectual, have some sort of thought process. It may not. Uh, you know, there is a difference between an energy force and a spiritual energy force, a spiritual ener energy force being that of a spirit, something that may have been human or could be something else entirely. Uh, and then the energy is just that it's an energy, just something in the atmosphere that isn't or wasn't alive at one point or another. It just kind of exists. Uh, and I think chaos in this case exists on both sides. So if you think about the, the Doolahan um, and how it has links to fairy folklore, that kind of makes sense then with, with the chaos uh, energy. Sure. And the fact that the Doolahan is one of those characters who, you know, rides out in with the premise of taking someone's life. Uh, it could be that when, that spirit died it manifested manifested a chaotic energy mm. that forced it into this type of 
uh, repetitive nature. Uh, you know, you might think of a chaotic energy or chaotic counting as being formed by a chaotic event, you know, something tragic. We, we often call them tragic events, right? Uh, so something that was perhaps deadly in a very chaotic way, you know, would create <laughs> some sort of chaos energy, right? <clears throat> and we see that through hauntings all the time. We've, we've had so many people on the show uh, who've talked about chaotic energies, but again, they often talk about them as being these highly charged negative uh, hauntings. Um, right. And it could just be that, you know, byproduct of the chaos, uh, suicides, things like that would, would potentially create that type of energy force. All right. Well, anything else that you can think of before we go to break? No, let's head to break. All right. <clears throat> All right, folks, you are listening to Paratruth Radio right here at paratruth.com and killerpodcast.com and pretty much everywhere where you find very fine podcasts. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back with Paratruth Radio. Hey, hey there. there. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon. Welcome back to Paratooth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. And I'm Justin. If you've been with us for a while, welcome back. Thanks for hanging out with us. If this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. Make sure you check out all of our other shows. Uh, we've got a lot. So feel free mm -hmm. to just pick and choose at random will because very few of them actually link up. We do have a couple series, though, out there. So if you do come across those, make sure you listen to the whole series. You'll, you'll want to do that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so since you brought it up, is there any favorites that you can think of to suggest to anybody who just just started listening uh i mean definitely the the angel and demon series that we did a mm. couple of years ago that one is a really fun one uh that's probably one of my favorites for sure and that's of course we de we dive into angelology and demonology specifically so we get pretty pretty deep into that whole aspect of of, of that spiritual realm yeah, one of my favorite series is Ghosts Among Us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was another really good one because that one starts. Uh, isn't wait? Is Ghosts Among Us the one that starts off with? No, it isn't. Never mind. I'm thinking of actually another one, which is actually really good, <laughs> and that's uh, Ghost Hunting 101. Right. Uh, Ghosts Among Us was the ones the ones we did about our past investigations. Right. 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 So, so there you go. Yeah. Definitely check all those out. Um, going back, now that we've rabbit trailed a little bit, um, to what we were talking about before the break, uh, we're talking about the Doolahan, the Headless Horseman legend. Um, 
what are what are some of your final thoughts after looking up you know that this there's there's more than just one legend about a a headless creature but uh even more so there are legends that spur throughout the world about a headless horseman mm-hmm. yeah um i think you know it's, it's just that there's so many legends uh you know and i this one in particular goes back to the middle ages so this is one of the first if not the first uh story it's the origin story the dual is basically the origin story of the headless horseman uh, a mythical figure that has appeared throughout the world in 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 folklore uh and of course the fact that each story though different has a very similar concept behind them i think is very strong uh because it goes to show that there's a almost unanimous uh, idea behind what the headless horseman is or what he represents uh, so i think that's really important because so much in folklore we see highly varying degrees of of beliefs uh from one culture to the next uh so the fact that this one is stuck around kind of helps at least in some sense uh put a little truth possible truth into the story because the truth when it comes to stories uh so long as it sticks around kind of you know it lingers even mm-hmm. as the stories change the truth is always there and i think this one is one of those stories that um that just hold on holds on tight to to the original concept yeah, I do agree. Um, and, and I don't think there's anybody in the U.S. at least who doesn't know the Sleepy Hollow legend. Right. Um, not to mention the countless iterations that have gone throughout pop culture. Uh, even most recently, like with uh, Sleepy Hollow, the movie with Johnny Depp. Uh, there have been a couple others, of course, but that one really sticks out to me just because it was a really well done movie for its time. And it, it, it was fascinating to me um, to, to kind of look up to that. There are other headless creatures that have popped up in folklore throughout the years. Um, even one that is somehow kind of connected to the Bigfoot in a way. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I have anything else. Did you have anything specific um, that you wanted to end with at all? Uh, I mean, in in terms of the Headless Horseman, no. I think that's just about it. Okay. A- anything else you want to end with? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, guys, everyone knows Halloween is come and gone as quickly as we expected it to. It's yeah. crazy to think that we're three weeks away from Thanksgiving. Uh, so now that Halloween's gone, so kicks off the whole holiday season, which is <laughs> roughly the next two months of craziness. Uh, with that said, not too much happening for November, but December is right around the corner. It's going to be here even quicker than Halloween was. Uh, so we will have our normal uh, Christmas episodes coming out, uh, big New Year's episodes, stuff like that. So stay tuned to that. Meanwhile, if there is anything you guys want to hear for Thanksgiving, we're trying to come up with something interesting and fun for Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is one of those mm. difficult ones. Um, let us know. Otherwise, you may recover uh, or go over again 
some 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 other things that we've already talked about, such as the uh, like the Crotone and stuff mm. like that, you know. Right. Um, I, I think this is a good kickoff to our November, though, because it's just after October heading into November. So I, I think, at least for me, the spooky season is still lingering, even though it's slowly fading away. Um, so make sure you're checking out all of our shows that we've done in the past for for thanksgiving because as eric said we we might absolutely have to re re uh visit some stuff but uh, we do have a guest next week uh we'll probably do some a couple of uh down the rabbit holes or over the campfires and then yeah straight into freaking december so weird to think that 2022 has gone by so quickly yep <laughs> and if you haven't checked out uh the episode that we did about um time and uh i cannot remember the title but uh how time passes for us and then how time passes for i think we had concentrated on god but uh just kind of like the spiritual in general is kind of what mm-hmm. we had shot for um but yeah Make sure you're checking out all the great podcasts on KillerPodcast.com, uh, Evergreen Podcasts. Uh, check out Paratruth Radio, where we've got some cool videos. Our, our paramixologies are up there, um, as well as our first ever uh, investigation reveal for Unconventional Cookies and their cookie house. So much great stuff coming for Paratruth Radio and we are going to continue to bring you as much up and coming topics as we possibly can. But until next week, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. This is And I'm Joe, and and we're we're the the Professional Professional Book Book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!